87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. So I'm talking with Austin Hellickson. As most of you know by now, he is, of course, my son. And let me tell you, this kid has listed literally, literally 200 homes in his first two years as a real estate agent. And you can too. And we're going to talk about that right now on Club Wealth TV. So welcome everybody. My name is Michael Hellickson. Uh, I was the number one real estate agent on planet Earth for a, a period of time, closing 120 to 180 transactions a month and carrying over 750 listings in any given time. Uh, but let me tell you something, that's nothing compared to what this kid is doing. Uh, I could not be more proud of him. Austin, you are rocking it. You are absolutely crushing it right now. Um, and what's really cool is you're just a nice guy. Like you're, you're, you're just, you're not a jerk, right? Like you're a really good guy and you're out there and you're having success. And I know there's a lot of people watching right now that would love to know how can they have the same level of success? So talk to us. What are you doing that has allowed you to list 200 homes in your first two years as an agent? Absolutely. And we, we actually talked about this on our huddle a little bit as well. Not necessarily the, the listing part, but our numbers specifically. Maggie was cleaning up, open to close and looking at our system. We have 18 pre-lists, 14 pending transactions and 35 active listings right now. Wow. Just a ballpark of kind of where a team stands right now. Last year- That's As a team, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. um, but, the two, year, but to be clear, the 200 listings, that's not as a team. That's just you. And most of those listings are mine. Okay. Yep. Wait, hold on. You're saying most of the current listings, but I'm saying yes, all the actives. The, the 200 listings in the last two years, those are all yours. Yep. All those ones right. I signed. Okay. Right. And I mean, number one, it comes down to consistency. That I mean, you talk about it all the time. There's three things we need to be doing on a daily basis is lead generation, lead follow-up, lead conversion, right? Yeah. Right now, this is in the middle of my prospecting time. So I'm taking some time away from prospecting to be able to do this. That said, I also make calls in the afternoon sometimes while I'm driving to make up for moments like these. Um and then following up, of course, following up with those prospects on a daily basis. But it really comes down to, and I talked about this on our, our training call this morning, the lead generation and lead follow-up times are a lot in the same time block. I block out four hours for my lead generation, my lead follow-up calls every single day. We're talking about listening to those that we're speaking to and truly understanding what they're talking about rather than just saying what we want to say. And nothing that I'd really shared with, with many people before, but I started a mission down in Ecuador and it was really hard learning Spanish that I, I couldn't understand the language. I went down, there were no Spanish. I could ask where the bathroom was and, and that was just about it. And I 
when I was in, when I was in Ecuador, I, I translated word for word what people were telling me from Spanish to English, so I could understand what they were saying on a per word basis. Got very anxious, couldn't understand, and it made things even worse because then I got more anxiety because I couldn't understand. But when I stopped trying to translate Spanish to English and started just thinking in Spanish and in our context, thinking real estate to English and real estate terminology back to us and only thought in real estate verbiage, I was able to, to truly understand the language of Spanish. And what I mentioned this morning to everybody, we need to listen to those that we're speaking to. We are here to solve their problems. And if they feel that you or and you and your team can be a service to them, number one, you're going to set the appointment because they see value in what you have to offer. And number two, they're likely to show up and you'll be able to close those deals and get those listings signed as well and, and get them to the closing table. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. But let's let's back up a step because what you're talking about is active listening skills, right? And I think it's it's so frequent that people, when they're making their calls, let's just talk about real estate agents making those phone calls. They get so focused on, you know, just following their script and running through the calls. And they're going from call to call to call to call. And they're thinking about, I just want to get this outcome. just want to get this outcome. That they're not really having a conversation with the people. And what you're saying is, no, look, you really need to have a conversation with people. You need to understand who they are. You need to listen to what they're saying. And you need to you, you need to talk about what's important to them, not just what's important to you. 100%. We okay. talked about it on the, again, on, the, on the ISA call this morning. We actually looked at specific numbers. Um, Robert in Salt Lake City, Utah said that there's 1.2 million people in the greater Salt Lake area. Washington, there's 3 million, 4 or 5 million people here. San Antonio, there's hundreds of thousands of people. Houston, et cetera. But guess what? How many people are actually calling these homeowners when they come off the market? They're for sale by owner. Um, they're looking for cash offers. They're in their distressed situations. A crap ton of people. They're getting hundreds and hundreds of calls. But why should they listen to you compared to myself? What What's that value that you can do to help them out in their situation? Right. Well, let's back up. Hold on really quick. Let's put some credibility behind this. So how many calls or excuse me, how many appointments are you setting a day right now? You're making four hours of calls. On average, how many calls are you or, or appointments are you setting per day? Honestly, roughly, I would say two to three consistently. So far today, I've set zero. Yesterday, mm -hmm. I set six. Mm -hmm. so, but on average, I'd probably say about two to three a day. Okay. And so with those two or three calls and that and or so appointments set, and that's all you're setting to get to literally an average of a hundred, just over a hundred listings per year. Uh, and so you're saying that this is what I want to understand. What are you saying to them specifically? What are you saying to them that's different than everybody else? Like, how do you start the call? Like, first of all, who are you calling? You're calling FISBOs, expired, cold calls, and lead calls. Is that right? Um, FISBOs, expired, canceled, um, cash offers, home evaluations, and then your referral sources, let's call it Veterans United, um, Ideal Agent, List with Clever.com, Google Leads, Listings to Leads, um, you name it. We're we're pretty much doing all of it. Sign calls. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, last year I was just in REO as well. I think I had 15 REO listings this last year. That's awesome. Uh, the year before that, I had one. So it was a big increase. And we're hoping for that increase again this year. Um, but specifically what I'm saying, I think of, to your point, the, the scripts more of just an outline. You have specific bullet points of what you need to hit to get information that you need, but it doesn't need to be a repetitive thing because if it's just repetitive, no matter what they say, you're going to say your next thing. What, whereas it should be, no matter what they say, 
you're going to respond to what they say to feel felt found them or to get to know them on a deeper basis and then go into that continual thing that you need to talk about next. Okay. So hold on, let's back up. So first of all, what is feel felt found? It's what you do all the time to me at the house. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about this real yes. quick. This is good stuff. Okay. So feel felt found it's so hold on. I'll be the seller. And I say, yeah, we're thinking we're just going to wait a couple of months to put the house on the market. So absolutely. I completely understand that. I guess out of curiosity, why is that? Well, you know, we just, we just think it's going to be a better time to sell in a couple of months than it is now. I don't blame you. You know, I actually had Susie just over in Puyallup tell me something very similar. She felt like, and again, feel felt found, right? Or, you know, I feel that way, felt that way, et cetera. You know, she felt that exact same way. But what she found was by putting on, on her house on the market now, she was going to net more. I know I'm butchering this. I apologize. Dude, you're killing it. You're just, you're, you're slaughtering this script. You Go gotta, ahead. You, you, like, let's I'm do like, a master work then. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, dude, this is terrible. <laughs> like, and look, if he can list a hundred homes, everybody you watching this, you, of course you can list a hundred oh, homes. Man. All right. I haven't made a freaking cold call in. Hey, let's years. do that. So, let's, um, you want another yeah, shot at it? Months. Hold on. You want to? I'm gonna give you months. another shot. You either get it right this time, or I'll do it. Okay. Let's, let's hear you do it then. All Mr. right. Okay. All right. So awesome. So give me the same objection. Okay. Um, I'll, I want to sell in three months. You want to sell in three months, man? I, I can completely understand how you might feel that way. You know, a lot of my clients, just like you, felt the same way. And what they found was that if we put it on the market now, they were able to make their move and get a better price on the house that they were going to be moving into. And then, because they got that better price, a few months down the road, when the interest rates change and they come down, they actually can refinance, get them best payment possible. So would you rather wait until prices are higher on the house you're going to buy and interest rates are down? Or would you rather buy that house at a discount today by getting yours sold today and taking advantage of lower interest rates later? Boom. Okay. Does that make sense? So, but you were on the right track, Austin. You really were on the right track. But the the that being said, you're the one that's doing this every single day. And, the, and I love that you didn't get it perfect on that call. Why? Because had you got it perfect on the call, I think everybody here would have been thinking to themselves, oh man, I got to be as scripted as he is. I got to be as good as he is. The I wouldn't even say I'm scripted. It's Again, it's a conversation, yeah. right? I laugh on the phone call. When I'm on the phone call, I, I might say, I guess you could say considered out-of-pocket things with the sellers that I'm talking to. I'm matching what they're saying. I'm getting on their level. And my team member's like, what did he just say? And... But I get appointments out of it and I really meet with people and and yeah. feel for their situation. Yeah. And that's the key is, you know, you just got to you got to connect with people. Remember, people, if you can just earn their trust, they'll let you come over to their house. Right. But they got to believe that you're going to be somebody that has the potential of getting them the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of headache to them. That's all sellers care about. Right. 100%. Okay. So that said, there's you have a line that you use, or there's a there's a way that you open these calls that I think let's let's talk specifically about expired listings. So you kind of get them off, yes. off their game. What what is it you say so, when you first come up? to role play exactly what I do for expireds? Hey, is this the owner of one two three Main Street? Uh, yeah, this is Michael. Oh, awesome. Uh, I apologize. My my name is Austin. I I actually own the Helix and team at Skyline Properties. Does my team name ring a bell to you? No. no. Oh, and the pause here. I love, so Coach Mark Benefold Club all taught me this to where it's a pattern interrupt. So I'm interrupting what they're expecting. Again, they get dozens and dozens and dozens of expired calls a day. 
but who, how many people ask, do, do I ring a bell to you? Mm-hmm. I've probably had a half a dozen, maybe a dozen people ever tell me, yeah, I recognize your name. And that throws me off sometimes, but I just keep going with it. Um, and then I'll continue to continue with the script or outline. Oh, awesome. Um, no, I apologize. I saw your house have come off the market this morning. Marked as unsold. Are you still inter- interested in selling? Yeah, we're we're still thinking about selling. We just we just took it off the market because we didn't like that agent. Oh, gotcha. I'll say because it looks to be a beautiful house online. Why do you think it didn't sell? And this is another pattern interrupt I love to use because I'm, I'm complimenting your house. I mean, it looks to be a beautiful place, even if it's not in the best condition. I'll say that, and then you get them to kind of like be like, oh well. To your point, telling me why it didn't sell. The agent sucked. Mary didn't do anything or the the interest rates are too high, et cetera. So I really find out why they believe it didn't sell. So I guess, why do you think it didn't sell? Dude, the agent was lazy. They didn't do anything. They didn't hold the open houses. They barely marketed it. It just, the agent was weak. They, they were That's weak. so frustrating. Yeah. And see, I'm agreeing with him. We're getting on the same building rapport. Like that sucks. I hate when people don't do their job, et cetera. I mean, could you not, Michael? I've actually sold over 150 homes in the past two years. Nobody is better at get at selling more properties that come off the market with one agent than my team and I when we get them back on the market and actually sold the second time. I mean, I actually put this pretty property down the market here two months ago, came off with someone else. We put it on the market and it sold to the exact same price that had come off the market at the first time. That said, what I would love to do is have the opportunity to come over to your place so I could see your house smell it, give an idea of truthfully what's it worth as is and show you how not only we're going to do open houses, do actual marketing, but most importantly, get the house sold this time. But would an afternoon or an evening be better for you to meet? Evenings would work better. I want to back up. First of all, great job. You just touched on something that I want people to understand. Why do you talk about smelling it? I don't know if people caught that or not, but you said, I need to see it and smell it. Why do you you mention that? I had a seller give me a hard time about that yesterday on the phone call. Tell me about that. How, what happened? So, I'll, but I, I built up good rapport with him as I was talking. So his, his name was Luis. His wife's name was Luisa. So, uh-huh. Luis, so I'm like, because I heard her talking in the background. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys basically have the same name. And I started laughing. He's like, yes, we do. Um, and it was just building up rapport. And I hit him with that line. I want to come and see the place, smell it. And then they started busting out laughing. And like, you want to come smell the house? I'm like, yeah, I mean, as you can probably imagine, the, the smell of the house really does affect the value of the house, right? For better or for worse, it, it affects the house. And he's like, oh, well, we don't smoke in the house. I'm like, no worries. So would an afternoon or an evening be better for you to meet? Because I, mean, I think every single one of us on this call right now can agree the smell of the house matters, right? It does. Has it absolutely has an impact on price? It's funny because Jemima uh, Wanja was just asking. Uh, she's like, "Man, I was just about to ask why smell it, why, you know." And so, but keep going, Austin. No, and I, I, I do it. It's hard, but I, have, I sometimes I'll even say it in Spanish when I'm talking to Spanish-speaking sellers. Hard to explain it in Spanish compared to English. Yeah, but again, okay. But to your point, I know where you're getting at though as well, Dad or Michael. Is you can call me Dad? What do you call me, Michael? <laughs> okay, me Father, you can call me Dad. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Yeah. Is it easier to to get the value of a house by seeing it in person, smelling it, or to look at pictures online? Because, oh, we can meet. Perfect. Let's do a phone call and I'll send you some pictures of the house. How do you overcome that objection compared to, I need to smell the house? Yeah. What's the seller going to say? 
that, that they don't have anything to say. There's yeah. nothing to say because if you have to smell it, because they know, people know, hey, look, if a house really stinks, then it's going to affect the value of the house. And you're saying, look, I want to get you a really solid estimate on what this thing's going to sell for. And the only way to do that is if I come out in person and smell it. And they're like, well, my house doesn't smell. I So let's back up. What do you say when they say my house doesn't smell? I believe you. I 100% believe you. That said, as you can probably imagine, you've lived in a house for what, five, six years now? Yeah. You, you've probably become, I mean, again, we all do, even with me in my house in my room, you probably become a little bit smell dead to the house, for lack of better words. I like you to call it nose blind, Austin. Nose blind, thank you. You, get, you probably nose get a little blind. nose blind to some things in the house. That said, I'm just a third person, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm here legitimately just to help you out. I have no skin in the game. So if it's good, fantastic. But if the house smells bad, I'm going to tell it to you like it is, right? I'm here, again, just to provide you service. And that's all I do is provide you an opinion and great value. Fantastic. I'm happy that I know I did my job properly. Okay, what I love about that conversation is that when you talk to someone about they could potentially be nose blind to the house, what's really freaking awesome about that is that all of a sudden they start to question themselves because, oh my gosh, you know what? You might be right. I might not realize it smells bad, but it might smell bad. And most people aren't going to be honest with you about that. And I always tell them that too. You know, your friends and family, they're not going to tell you it smells. Why? Because they love you. They don't want to offend you. Uh, but here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to get this thing sold for top dollar for you. I'm going to be very honest with you when I come out to your house. And if it smells, I'm going to tell you. Uh, and if it doesn't smell, I'll tell you that. But you'll know one way or the other. Uh, because again, I'm, a, I'm I'm here to be your professional, not to be your buddy. But to, you, to your point, it doesn't. you don't care if it smells. No, it I don't. It smells great. If it doesn't smell great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Ivan uh, says, yes, it does. I passed on a house. It, uh, it smelled like <laughs> a dot dot. <laughs> That's funny. I bought a house that smelled like dog, but it wasn't bad enough uh, for me not to buy it. I paid 458000 in a prime location. So Ivan, I love that. Uh, and you're right, Ivan, to your point, I'll buy anything for the right price. You know, I, I don't care if it smells, if it's trashed, if it's, you know, I'll buy anything for the right price. In fact, if the, I've, I've bought houses where there was dog feces all over the carpet, all throughout the house. Uh, and but, you know, I got a screaming deal on it. So why not buy it? But all of that is a factor of what am I willing to pay for it? And by the way, how, I'm curious, how many of you are calling expired listings? Uh, type into the chat. If you're calling expired listings, type into the Facebook chat right now, live chat. Uh, I call expireds or just something. So I know that you call expired listings. Uh, and if you don't call expired listings, say, I don't call expired listings. I want to get an idea of who's watching. Uh, and also tell me what market you're in. I'm curious what markets you guys are working in right now. Uh, okay, awesome. Let's keep moving forward. Uh, oh, and uh, De uh, Dennis Bragg is watching on Instagram live. And he said that feel felt found. I learned from my dad too. Austin's the man. Uh, it's funny, man. I love it. That's great. Thank you it for works. that. To be honest, I don't use it a, a whole lot. Uh, I prefer, you could say other methods of asking or doing that same thing. But when you use it, it, it will and can work. It really can. And it does. I mean, it really does. It, it, by the way, I'm just sharing this to the group really quick here. Uh, send, sending this to the Club Wealth group. Hang on, hit post. All right. That being said, let's keep moving on, Austin. So you are, as a young man, I want to, I want to move to a different topic. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about what's it like working closely with a dad like me who's been in the industry and who is 
a little opinionated about a thing or two. Is that has that been tough for you? Has it been helpful for you? And dude, don't I think we want back. a different like, I plead the fifth. No, you know, feel free. No, no, seriously. I want to hear, I want people to hear the real truth behind, you know, is it, does it suck working with your dad or, or, you know, working so, I mean, because you own your own company, but we do a lot together. We invest together. We, you know, you, you work as, as a club health coach. Um, so what, what's that like? Is it, Oof, sometimes it's too much. Not sometimes. It's that's a, fair. a lot of the time it's too much. Oh, <laughs> Well, there's, there's, I almost like sometimes there's no separation between work and between my personal life to where, yeah. of course, I'd love to have that that break, um, but there really isn't a break. Yeah, that, that's fair. And watch this. I'll bet there's people watching right now that feel the same way. I'll bet there's people right now that are watching that they feel like they're working 24-7, 365, and they never really get a break from work. And and it's really hard to to delineate that time. And I know you've been pretty good, at least on Sundays. I, I think, you know, Saturdays- well, I wouldn't even say time away from work. I would say that work bleeds into personal, into, into the personal life, and the personal life doesn't personalize. I don't know if I'm going to be personal, if that makes sense. It's 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 work. I mean, we, I've grown up in this environment my entire life. I don't really know anything different. I mean, you and mom are workaholics, right? So, so Masson and myself have naturally learned to work very hard, which I'm very blessed for. But again, there's no, how do I word this? There's no, there's no time for me, if that makes sense. I get that. And you want to hear the good news or the bad news? Yes. Yeah. So the good news is that time will come. The bad news is it's not going to be for a while. And the reason I say that is because you're young and you're building your business right now. By the way, shout out to uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, Giovanni Santana, who's watching right now. I uh, saw his comment in the chat. Thank you for that, Giovanni. Uh, love you, brother. It's good to see you. Uh, but Austin, you know, you're young in your business right now and it's hard. And it's, you know, I, the first five years I sold real estate. Well, the first couple of years I was working 100 hours a week, sleeping under the desk at the office. Uh, and that's before I worked from home. I mean, it sucked, right? In fact, I remember your grandma and grandpa telling me, hey, you should go get a real job. Go get a job at McDonald's. You'd make more money. And, you know, the thing that sucks is that they were probably right. If I'd have gone and gotten a job at McDonald's on an hourly basis, I probably would have made more money. And that's the trap. That's the trap the world gets us in, right? Is when you go to work in that hourly job, instead of being willing to take the risk and put it all in there, you know, put it all out there and, and just go all in on what you perceive as being the career that you want to be in. And it takes time. That grind sucks. And it could be years before you finally get to start having a real life. So I don't want to just, you know, dismay you or, you know, cause you to, to, to you know, it's sadness here. But the reality is, bro, you got to pay the price. Uh, and look at this, Jacob Nelson, who's on your team, uh -oh. is commenting in the chat. Jacob says, you're young. You don't need time for yourself. You have all the time in the world when you retire early. Jacob, you are so right. I mean, listen. Yeah, not on, not on your watch. Oh, that's not to what, hey, look, I'm all about you retiring early as long as I'm retired by then. Oh, uh, yeah, I bet. I get to retire first. This guy right here, I've been paying the price longer than you have. Uh, so it's my turn. Anyway, that being said, uh, awesome. I'm proud of you for putting the time in and, and doing what a lot of people want. And by the way, that's a, one of the keys to success. And I think you'll agree with me on this. That one of the very big, biggest keys to success is being willing to do what others either can't or won't, right? Um, and most people, if they really wanted to, they could do what you're doing. They could show up every day. You know, I'm looking at Jacob, right? 
Jacob is arguably a better closer than you are. Uh, you know, I mean, he's, or I should say, naturally, he's a better closer than you are. And you're a good closer. But Jacob is just a natural born closer. Uh, and so like Jacob, what we need to get Jacob to do is just be more consistent on a daily basis. And he's working hard. And like this year, I've seen his consistently level has, has come up this year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And it seems nine like days into the year, knock on wood, he keeps going. Hey, Jacob. hey, I'll take what I can get nine days into the year, man. I freaking love that guy. Uh, seriously, Jacob's a stud. But this is the this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Watch this. How many of you by uh, in the comments? I want you guys to put, tell me this. How many appointments has everybody on the call set in the last week? So let's just say this year so far. If you know your number for this year for so far, how many appointments have you set? Type it into the chat. I'm curious. Twenty one for me. You've got twenty one appointments on the so far. Okay, and that's that's not bad. At, at nine days into the year, plus you got a couple of weekends in there, and so that's that's not terrible, right? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of them, I've had one today. He's like, hey, I'm out of town. I need to cancel. So my my show up rate is not nearly what I want it to be, which is one thing I really want to work on this year. Okay, so um, let's talk about that. What can we expect there? What are what should show up rates be? You, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> well, just, it's, look, I mean, right just now, me. I think I'm about 50%. And then when, when they sign listings, whether they um, sign with me or somebody else, I'm like 95%. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to know that exact number. So you're going to go back through your numbers and I'll tell you why. Because my number was 93% of the time. If they listed it with anybody, they listed it with me. The only person I've ever heard of on the planet that beat my number is Liz McDonald. I had about a dozen or last year that listed with somebody else. So dozen divided by 130. What is it? 120 divided by so, 130. So, so you're somewhere in the you're somewhere in the 90% range. You're you're right in there. That's amazing. That's really good. But to everybody else, that's not on appointments that show up. That's on that's on all of my appointments, right? So whether they show up, so if they show up to me signing the listing, it's probably 30 to 50% because a lot of them don't end up doing anything. That's and they're right. still in the nurture pipeline. They Maybe they take a cash offer from somebody else, et cetera. But when they show up and when they list with myself or somebody else, I'm about 90. See, and, but here's the thing. I, I'm glad you're saying that because I want the people watching this to know that, look, it's not a bad thing if you're not getting every listing appointment you're going on. It's not a bad thing if you got to go on 10, like Michael said, Michael Haynes, thank you for the comment, Michael. I, that's perfect. Michael said he uh, signed paperwork. He says, I'm ready to list three out of 10 appointments. That's fantastic, right? I mean, if you're getting three out of 10 appointments, so you set 10 appointments, you list three. Watch this. If all you did was set two appointments a day, that's three listings a week. That's 12 listings a month. If you suck at selling the listings, you're going to sell north of six to seven and a half houses a month just out of that. I'll share some more, even more real numbers. Yeah. So when it comes to, it comes down on a lead source basis as well, and I've started looking at this a little bit more. Home evaluations to cash offers, cash offers to referrals, referrals to... Um, what's it called? Um, to your your online programs, etc. Mm -hmm. Cash offers by far have the highest cancellation rate. I found out, unfortunately, just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but fortunately, in the past few months, I've been able to drop that cancellation rate down a lot by doing what? And that's the thing is, I don't know. Oh, I know. I think it comes down to setting better expectations and talking through the process more with people. And okay, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. That's gold. 
Remember you and I talked about a year and a half ago, I remember having a conversation, almost two years ago, you and I had the conversation about, it's not about setting better appointments, it's about setting appointments expectations. better. Yeah, right. which means you're setting better expectations, right? So it's, so that's huge. Well, this is in-person listing appointment. I'm, I'm explaining the team better and as well, without a shadow of a doubt, our processes have gotten better. So whether they list tomorrow or whether the listing in three months, within 24 hours, they hear from my team, that's not me. And they're now getting an email or a call and a text message saying, hey, we're super excited to help you out. This is what to expect. This is the team's phone number. Let us know if you have any questions. And then they're talking about photos, getting things cleaned up, et cetera, which I personally believe that's helped a lot. And that's, again, that's not Maggie. That's not my in-house licensed TC. That's my virtual assistant that's doing everything. Yeah. On top which of that. Is, which is which is very affordable, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, um, we're not even talking about your AI yet. We'll get into that one another time. But dude, now you've got text AI, you got voice AI, you've got ISAs, you got all kinds of stuff working for you now that you haven't had in the last two years that is going to take it even to the next level. We keep going. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got too excited about the AI, the AI, right? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So bottom line is you've reduced the no-show rate with your cash offer. No, 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 no. The cancellation rate of listing signed to canceled. So oh, the, okay. the percentage of which that sign that go on the market has been increasing. Gotcha. Okay. That's huge. And, and you f- attribute that to setting better expectations at the appointment. And the team reaching out faster. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's another thing that I think a lot of people, I, I hope everybody's hearing me on this. How many of you guys, if you if you contact your sellers every week, no matter what, say yes in the comments. If you don't, then say no. I'm just curious. How many of you contact your sellers Every single week. Now, Austin, you don't personally contact your sellers every week. And I'll be honest, neither does the team. We're working on getting better. We need another in-house licensed TC. Oh, you're um, killing me. So we're working on getting better. Uh, it's just we're we're swamped. I mean, we're, we're working on getting those, that system fixed and better in place. Um, but sellers are still happy. That's the most important thing. Is yeah. We're making sure they get touched. Yeah. Yeah, you got. It's every Monday. I mean, my, you know what I recommend to everybody is you need to make sure that you or somebody on your team is contacting every single one of your sellers every single Monday uh, first thing in the morning. You don't want them calling you if they call you for an update. You're behind the eight ball. You want to make sure you're proactive about this. You're going to reduce objections. You're going to reduce the likelihood that they're going to uh, want to cancel that listing. And by the way, you're also going to get price reductions. Let's talk is- about that for a second. But first, but not to get too sidetracked. Yep. Reducing objections. Mm-hmm. What? Are, give me, give me three objections that most people give. Listing well, you your commission. Commission. What else? Uh, we. Uh, I. I think it's worth more than you think it's worth. More worth more than what I think it's worth. What else? Um, I'm thinking about selling it by owner. But for sale by owner. Okay, perfect. And if anybody has any other objections, drop them in the chat. Michael can can talk about those. Um, okay. Talk about for sale by owner. You want to sell for sale by owner? Fantastic. That is a great opportunity for you. That said, have you ever sold before? Uh, no, I've never sold them myself before, but you know, I can just put it for sale by owner and Zillow. Oh, 100%. Yes, you can. I guess as, out of curiosity, what's more important to you? How much you net or how much somebody else makes? Well, how much I net? I mean, I, you know, I want to I want to net the most money possible. So if my team and I can not only take the workload off of your hands and help you net what you want to net, would you be opposed to meeting and hearing what we could do for you? 
I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to hearing what you have to say, but I mean, you know, I'll net more if I just sell it myself. It's a great question. You know what's funny? The owner of ForceSubHonor.com or FSBO-Online.com, look us up on Time Magazine and Google it. He put his house for subhonor with his own website. You would expect it to sell, right? Well, he owns the company. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal, right? Right. Didn't sell, I'll be honest. He put it up for $2 million, didn't sell. Then he hires an agent at a brokerage. At a normal commission rate, at normal closing costs, it sold for $2.15 million. So $150,000 more than what you put on for sub owner. Wow. Do you think that's, that's coincidence or do you think that's the expertise that brokers bring into the equation? That's a pretty powerful argument. So would an afternoon or an evening be better for you to meet? Evening. Perfect. So then there's the other two. I, that one I wouldn't say is necessarily reducing that, that, that objection, but that's just an objection handler. Commissions, for example, we, we all get this commission objection. If you don't get the objection, then you're not, not in enough appointments. Yep. Don't talk about commissions. Talk about the price to sell. You know, I'm guessing you've looked at Zillow for the house, Michael. Zillow estimates that between taxes, title, commissions, escrow fees, um, seller concessions, repairs, you name it, it costs about 10% to sell a house. Mm -hmm. So call it $500,000, $50,000 what is um, the closing costs. 200 is what you owe. Michael, in your pocket, you're roughly probably 250 out the door. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. And then that way, when I bring up my commission menu and they see my numbers, they're not scared. They already have that understanding. Okay, this is from within the 10%. And then they're like, okay, we'll go with that one. Perfect, sign yeah. here. You know, it's funny, Austin. I don't know that you and I have ever really had that conversation, but I used to do the same thing. And it works really, really well. And and you're focused on what they're going to make. And that's what they care about. What are they going to make? They really don't care what we make at the end of the day. <laughs> Their perception oftentimes is that if we make less, they make more. But if they understand that, no, you can actually make more by listing it with me. Um, and here's what you're going to make. Then oftentimes that puts them at ease. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Uh, and by the way, Jemima said uh, that uh, she'd set four so far and showed houses this morning despite snow overnight. Great thing I showed up because the investor wants his cash offer written up now. Going up is everything. Boom, Jemima. Great job. That's exactly what I'm talking about, guys. Showing up really is, uh, It's well, they say it's 90% of the, uh, is showing up, right? Uh, and it, speaking of which, showing up early is very important. Now, Austin, uh, I know you and I have had this conversation before, and I know you're is, you're pretty good about this most of the time. I don't know if it's all the time, but um, you know there are people out there that if you show up a minute late, they just won't list it with you. They'll just say no. I don't. I don't like being ten minutes early to an appointment. I like to get there fifteen minutes beforehand, if possible, because mm -hmm. then number one, I'm not going to be stressed trying to get to my next appointment, and it gives me plenty of time to do what I need to do. They see them early. And if I'm 20 minutes early, I'll sit around the corner of my car for five minutes doing something. So when you show up 15 minutes early, are you going up to the door right then? Oh, you are? Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So I, I, I like to be at their door knocking 15 early. Really? Do you ever get pushback? Does anybody say, hey, we're not quite ready for you yet? Maybe once or twice in two years. Like not, and, not often. And so what did you do in that case? Okay. I'll, I'll go wait a couple more minutes in my car. And Okay. So that didn't have a negative impact on the outcome? Nope. That's and then fantastic. when when I ever run late, I'll call them up, say, hey, looking at my GPS, the paperwork took a little bit longer than expected at my last appointment. I'll be there about 305. 
I love that. And I'll tell you why I love that. Because at the end of the day, what you're showing is evidence of success, right? People want to work with successful people. And what you just said was, you know, the paperwork took longer at my last one, which tells them, hey, I just listed my last, you know, that the, the last appointment. Some I was people on. don't even care. I mean, I, had a, I already had that happen this year. I had an appointment to where um, I was in Puyallup. Our office is in Sumner. So it's about 10 minutes away. I was literally sitting in the line at Starbucks getting their coffee order that they asked me to grab them. And then I was putting the coffees down and I was putting the the straws that they gave me on the seat next to me. I'm like, uh-oh, I don't have my listing packet with me. So I had to run back to the office, go grab my listing packet. Then I had to go back the other direction to go to their house. And I was gonna be like five or 10 minutes late. Called the sellers, like no answer. Called them again, no answer. Text them, hey, I'm running late. Um, And then I get to their house. They didn't even know I was late. I said, hey, thank you for your patience. Oh, by the way, I think Alex Hormozzi taught this is don't say I'm sorry for being late. Say thank you for your patience. Yeah, it's good stuff. No, I agree. I, I like that a lot. Uh, by the way, uh, Jacob just said, I've never uh, had anyone be mad when I'm late as long as I'm honest. In fact, they respect you more for it. Um, I, I can appreciate that. That being said, show up early no matter Communication what. Communication is key. Yeah. Communication is key. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next topics. Okay, so when you list a house, because a lot of people are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, there's no way I can list as many homes as Austin. How am I going to list 100 plus homes in a year? Uh, what you've averaged over 110 homes in la per year in the last two years. Uh, and a lot of people are thinking to themselves, there's just no way I can do that. How in the world am I going to do that too? And I want you to share... What exactly do you do? What parts of the process do you do? And what parts of the process do you have someone else on your team do? Once the listing gets signed, that's when I'm turning everything over to the team. So my responsibilities are to ensure there's a key box on the property to, I mean, set the appointments, call the clients, do the appointment, fill out the listing paperwork. Once the paperwork's signed, I hand that back to the team, send them some photos of the property that I took when I was there. And I usually just do like a one paragraph verbal explanations, um, like voice to text saying, this is the seller. This is their situation. This is why they're selling, um, ready to roll whenever or whatever that thing is. Um, so that way the team knows what to expect when we're on the phone with them, whether they're in financial trouble, if they're going to be a short sale. So that way they can sway that conversation in a more appropriate manner. Um, and they take everything over from there. And again, it comes down to how you're setting expectations with those that you're, you're talking to. I have a paper and a team flyer that shows my entire team. And I go through it one by one. The top row, these are the listing brokers. These are the ISAs. These are the buyer brokers. It's the admin team. And then what their responsibilities are. So that way they, oh, hey, Ernest is reaching out. He's on the admin team. He's reaching out for this. Love it. Okay. So where do you, okay, let's, let's back up to another step then. When you first started selling real estate, one of the very first things you did was you hired a coach. And that was one of our club wealth coaches, right? Uh, Sharif Atab. Yep. And so I want you to tell me, what is it your coach does for you? Like, gives me a hard time for not doing my homework. Okay. That's, that's all. <laughs> no, and um, one thing, we're, or there's a couple things we're working on, especially right now. Number one is posting more on social media, mm -hmm. um, whether that's videos, reels, stories, et cetera. Because I like scrolling social media, but not posting on social media. And scrolling doesn't make you money, but posting does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that though, because uh, I've been talking with a broker that's actually at our brokerage right now. Um, he had reached out th 
through social media about a post that I made on Friday. He's like, hey, I want to meet with you to discuss joining your team and what that opportunity unfolds. Okay, this is the second time. So first of all, you don't post very much. And this is the second time in the last six months. Third time? You've had, are you freaking kidding? Literally, it's like every time you post, somebody wants to join your team. What is your freak? I love you, but what is your freaking malfunction, Austin? You, you're like, why aren't you posting? Like father, like son? Oh my gosh. You know, I post all the time. You need to be posting way more often. And by the yeah, way, yeah, I need to be posting more too. Video, it was What's the video that? that I posted with Jesse when we were at Five Guys. I mean, we were just sitting there. Dude, that's a, that was a dinner. great one. That was a fantastic video. And he, he's now Maggie's going to meet with him tomorrow at three o'clock. Dude, why aren't you doing more of this? I just want to shake you. Oh my gosh. Slowly but surely. Listen, everybody watching this, watch this. How many people watching this post on social media at least one time per week? Type in yes if you post at least one I time. I can say per that. Week. Okay, you post I, one time. But I how many of you post a video at least one time per week? Yeah. You're doing that. This year so far. You should be doing one every day. Okay, Austin. baby steps. You need to be doing one every day. Michael's, Michael says he's doing one a week at least. So, but you need to be doing one a day. I'd love, you know, guys, this is, this is where we really got to step up. And Austin, you and I got to lead by example. Actually, Friday made a post and Monday made a post. Okay. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It looks like it's time for you to do another post. I got a week. No, you don't. You need to do one every day, at least one good post every day. Okay. Bring people value, teach them something, give them something without expectation of anything in return. Just do something, man. Just give them something. People want to follow your journey. People are inspired by you. People say to themselves, man, if that kid can do it, I can do it. Right. And, and that's what you want. Like use that to help people. And what will happen is you'll just get stuff. Will happen. I mean, it already does for you, right? You get a lot of referrals from people from all over the country. Right. Why is that? Well, because you're given value all the time. Uh, Michael says, if your competition does one a day, you should do three a day. Amen, Michael. I completely agree. Absolutely. So watch this. Austin, is your is your competition posting at least once a day? No. What do you mean, no? They post once a year. That is not true, bro. That is not true, and you know it. All right. It's a good thing you're better at fantasy football than you are at posting videos. Jeez. All right. So here's the deal. Austin, I want you to teach them one last thing. We're running out of time here. I want you to teach them one last thing that they can apply today. And guys, if you have any questions for Austin, type them into the comments now. This is a great time. And by the way, it would mean a lot to Austin and to me if you would share this, you know, hit the share button on this video, like, like, love the video, uh, and just, you know, share it out there so other people can see it. But seriously, if you guys have questions for him, type a question into the chat because we're going to wrap this up in just a few minutes. uh, And I'd love to see if he can answer a question or two from you guys. But Austin, go ahead. What would you like to teach everybody right now? I mean, never, never at, or don't not ask for the clothes, right? I mean, Alex Hormozzi, he talked about this as well. I mean, and so do you, that if, what's the worst thing happens? They say no. I'm a lot better at this in, in real estate than in dating, but ask for the clothes, right? In real estate, I mean, you could, if they say no on the, for the sale, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. And then again, handle that objection, right? In, in all aspects of our lives that you're not going to get if you don't ask for it. That's a good point. You know, and, and it's funny, you know, when you, okay, you start, you brought up the whole dating thing. So I'm going to just oh, run. With it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it, when you're 21 years old and, you know, not married yet, I think you're kind of a menace to society. Right. But, uh, but at the end of the, I'm just giving you a hard time, dude, you got plenty of time. Don't be in a rush. Uh, and you have, you've got, you know, there's, uh, we won't mention any names. Of yeah. 
nice girl that you anyways gone out with a couple of times here recently uh really nice gal but at the end of the day here's the key dating and real estate are very much alike right because what do you have to do in both scenarios you have to build relationships on trust right b-r-o-t i talk about it all the time i mentioned it earlier today you've got to build relationships on trust and you know people don't need to like you to do business with you uh, but they've got to trust you. And so, again, one of the ways that we build trust is by doing what we say we're going to do. If I say I'm going to call you, I call you. If I say I'm going to follow up with you, I follow up with you. Austin, what is the longest you've had to follow up with somebody before they finally did business with you? Honestly, I don't know. I think probably about a year. About a year. Okay. Have you had that happen more than once? Can't remember. Okay. So I would suggest you're going to have that happen more and more frequently because I'm guessing you have a lot of people in your pipeline that you've been following up with for over a month, right? Yep. Yeah. By the way, there's a good friend of both of ours uh, commenting in the chat, Mr. Nick Shivers. What's up, brother? Uh, Mr. Number One Real Estate Agent in Portland, Oregon. Uh, dude, Nick is a great guy. Known you forever. And he's, he actually said, he said, Austin is a great young man. You should be proud. And thank you for that, Nick. Tara and I are both extremely proud of both our kids. Uh, and look, in fact, I got to give a shout out to your sister, bro. As great as Austin's doing in real estate, and he is crushing it. Madison's also doing really well in mortgage. Uh, and I say really well, out of 2,500 loan officers in her at her company last month, she was number I can't remember if it was 11 or 15 uh, and she's on track this month. It's looking like she's probably going to be in the top three. Uh, and so, yeah, Nick, we're super proud of both of them. And by the way, for those of you watching, if you're a real estate agent, Madison does loans in every state except for New York and Massachusetts. Uh, and I've never seen anybody beat her on price. Uh, and her service is amazing. I mean, she's a helixon. You know, you would expect great customer service out of her and she does not disappoint. Uh, and uh, Nick, I miss you, man. We got to get together. We, should, you know what, Nick? Let's you and I get together. Let's do a seminar down in Portland sometime. Maybe I'll drag Austin down there with me. The three of us can do an event down there. But uh, anyway, uh, Tara just chimed in. Your mom just chimed in. Said yes, we are. Thank you, Nick. Hope all's well. Uh, and so, Austin, you get the final word. What would you like to wrap us up with today? I mean, it's just what one man can do, another can do, right? Is if you want it, you um, what, what the mind can can conceive the mind can achieve or something like that is what you said um, to where you just, just make it happen. Right. Is that even if you don't get 120 listings, let's say you only get 60 listings and 40 sell, right. That's still 40 closings that are new just by new efforts that you guys put in. Right. Call Fizbo's call canceled, call expires. They're great lead sources. They're free. They're easy to do and they need help. Right. Some of them are actively trying to sell their house. It's not working. Some of them tried to sell their house and it didn't work. Most of them are going to relist at some point, whether a month down the road or whether a year down the road. Just find them and crush them. I love it. Awesome. I really do love you. You're, I could not be more proud of you. Uh, and uh, not just in not just your production in real estate, but can, I'm, I'm just going to say for the whole world to hear, I'm proud of who you've become. And, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy spending time with you. I enjoy being around you. Um, and I know others do too. And it's because of who you are as a human being. And, and, um, I feel uplifted and I feel like I want to be better as a human being when I'm around you. And so anyway, 
Very proud of you. Keep it up. Thank you for bringing so much value to everybody. And by the way, guys, uh, those of you that are watching, uh, if you'd like to coach with Austin, if you're a real estate agent and you'd like to coach with them, uh, reach out to me at clubwealth.com or just send me a Facebook message uh, and uh, and we'll help you out with that. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in Washington State, Austin covers the entire state of Washington uh, and is very, very good at it. He puts a lot of miles on his car every day. Uh, I mean, literally is all over the state every day. And uh, for those of you that are interested in learning more about coaching with Club Wealth, just go to clubwealth.com or send me that Facebook message and uh, we'll help you out. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Hope you got value out of this. And please, again, like it, love it, share it, uh, you know, tag somebody in the comments. Oh, oh, my gosh. Just as we're getting ready to wrap up, there is Coach Sharif Hatab. We were just talking about what a wonderful guy you are, Sharif. I got to tell you. I am so grateful for Coach Sharif for all that he's done for you. Austin, anything you want to say to Coach Sharif before we wrap up here? Love you. Thank you. I'm sorry for having to reschedule our coaching call. I missed it. No! Are you kidding me? No. Dude, if he was a smoking hot girl and you had a date, would you have missed the date? I mean, come on. I mean, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. Anyways. Probably not your type. But at the end of the day, he's your coach, man. He's trying to help you. You've got to show up. This guy's yep. taking time out of his day to help you be successful. You can't be missing that. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sharif says, love you too, bro. Sharif, I'm telling you right now, man, or feel free to punish this kid for being for missing that call. I certainly will do the best I can to help you with that. All right, guys. Have an awesome day, everybody. Remember, you are world class and what one man can do, another can do. If Austin can list over 110 homes on average each of the last two years, his first two in the business, guess what? So can you. So go out there and go do it. Take care, everybody. 87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, the why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.